people turn that on and as soon as they see that it's you know that you kind of almost see them go wide-eyed and it's like you know seeing a seeing a kid at christmas open that that one gift that they've wanted <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Dactronics Experience Podcast. I'm Justin Oxner here with Matt Anderson. Today we're joined by John Kuvert. He's a solutions engineer at Dimensional Innovations. He shares what DI is and how they work, details of a few recent projects they've worked on with Dactronics, and much more. We're here today with John. John, how are you doing? Doing great. How are you, gentlemen? Doing good. Matt's across the table from me, as always. Hello, John. Okay, and John, you work with Dimensional Innovations as a solutions engineer. Can you tell us a bit about your background and how you came to work at DI? Yeah, sure. So, you know, ever ever since a, a young age, I always had a fascination and a curiosity with uh, how things work. And, uh, you know, as a kid, I had Tommy Robots, I'd pull apart and figure out how they functioned and, and put them back together and get them working again. And then early days of home PCs, I had a, a father in IT engineering and an aunt who was a software engineer. <laughs> I was uh, fortunate enough to be surrounded by, you know, cutting edge. My aunt uh, had a like a 486DX66, which was, you know, really high end with a CD-ROM drive back then. And my dad would bring home 386 machines that I would they would be broken and they were out of date. So I would kind of, you know, kit bashing is probably not the right word, but I'd just take a bunch <laughs> of disparate parts and put a machine back together to, to have something working. And then in, in high school, I went to work for an AV retailer because I was I was bit by, a, you know, kind of the first adopter uh, bug a little bit. And so, you know, even though I had disposable income, anything I could do to help lessen the, the financial impact that can have would uh, definitely be helpful. Plus just you know, I, I always have this uh, enthusiasm about technology and just kind of evangelize for it and love to talk to people who are in the industry, people who aren't in the, in the industry. And, uh, you know, somewhere along the way, too, I I started working on, on cars and did a lot of time in financial services software sector as a project manager and client services individual. And then one day I just happened to uh, bump into DI's VP of product development, Curtis Walker. And as you can imagine, we kind of had a conversation about what DI does and what they're about and, you know, everything I just kind of said before all that kind of is, is definitely within the, the, the stew of that soup. And uh, he asked if I'd be interested to come check out DI and, and here we are today. I like the, the stew of that soup. I have not heard that before. I like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and then I got to imagine, I mean, you kind of like, um, you mentioned though, you were all about computers and these different things. Then you even mentioned cars and then what financial analysis, like it seems like, or software for it, but that's, I mean, you talked about tinkering a little bit when you were a kid, but that's a, a wide um, array of different, um, I don't know, what's the topics, I guess, or areas of focus. How did you, I guess, kind of yeah. balance all that out? That seems like a lot to take in. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's it's funny. I, I've I've joked with my my manager previously that if you look at my resume, it's almost like I've been running from an alligator my whole life. You know, they tell you to <laughs> kind of zigzag when running from an alligator, not run in a straight line. And 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 you know, my my work history definitely kind of you know leads to that you know type of thing of like I'm just always running towards whatever is giving me energy at that moment. But the the connective through line has almost always been you know some kind of, of technology and, and service. 
and, and the intersection, the crossroads of those two things and, and finding a way to, to kind of, you know, merge those two passions and then, you know, just being able to get my hands on things and, and figure out how they work or, or how they function and what they do and reverse engineering things. Like I've always kind of said that one of my, my Zen places, it's going to sound strange, but stay with me is I love to go to junkyards and just pull cars apart and pull pieces apart. Like whether it be in service to keeping my car on the road or whether it be to just figure out how something works. It's like, I pay a buck, I take a toolbox and then I can just see all this stuff firsthand. And, uh, it's just always a great learning experience and just kind of just, you know, have some quiet time to myself. I know I probably sound like a crazy person, but <laughs> you know, that's, that's the reality of the situation. So this is awesome. I was airing inside of jealousy, but it's, I, I was into computers a lot in high school and college and doing like computer programming code, um, and a lot mm-hmm. of that stuff. But when it comes to cars, though, I, have, I don't know anything about them. So like you even saying being able to figure out how to fix cars by going into a junkyard and seeing things, that's like a whole nother, like I can't even imagine that. It sounds like it's mainly like curiosity is what mm-hmm. pushes you or drives you to do these things. It, it, it is because, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, I'm, a, I'm an avid uh, theme park and amusement park fan too. So kind of the, the bane of, of my existence is like, I went from being curious about, you know, how the ghosts were there in Haunted Mansion when I was a kid to like, you know, learning about the Pepper's ghost effect. But now as when I go as an adult, you know, with, with my nephews, it's like, I, I don't want to ruin it for them by explaining, <laughs> you know, the, the, the technology and the, 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 the you know, the, the craftsmanship and the, the, the show of hand of how they do it. But I sit there and I walk around and whether it be, waiting in a queue for something or it's uh you know just walking around wherever it's it's how did that thing get triggered how did that sensor <laughs> where's the sensor at where's the microphone at where's the display like i just i sit there and i just I'm, I'm looking at the environment around me and i'm like slowly picking it apart to reverse engineer like how they did that one thing and so i still enjoy it but it's just weird because i i, I see it through like different eyes so it's always fun to be able to to like be at a theme park with my nephews and and just watch their enthusiasm and excitement and just accept it as almost like magic you know yeah, and not, yep. you know there's a speaker over there that's running on a dante audio network with a av matrix switcher and a rack room somewhere and uh-huh. they just be like huh i don't <laughs> care it's just cool you know and so it's it's always about never losing sight on you know the coolness factor of things <laughs> yeah. to an extent too sounds like the kids are there just to enjoy the experience and you're there like how did they build this to make it work i want to know the details of this and you're engineering that all in your head which you know we kind of call that uh the, the curse of working at Dactronics. We oh, see yep. a video display and we're like, huh, I wonder what pixel pitch that is. I wonder what they did with the size of this thing and how they're running it and what they got on the back end. We yep. think that and, yep. and then like we say something to the, our friends and they're like, what do you mean? Yeah. Just watch the game. Yeah, just shut up and watch the <laughs> game. I don't care if it's a 10 millimeter or an 8 millimeter. Yeah, right, like, oh, right. Sorry. So um, that interest in that that uh, tinkering, do you do you see a lot of uh, carryover with that to your current position with with dimensional innovations and, and what you guys do there? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's uh, it, it, it's 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 fun because I have the very unique proposition of getting to work across the the, the many disciplines that we have here at, at DI. It's in the industry. You know, some people just refer to DI as you know the, the com- common nomenclature as a design build firm, right? Which is it, it, it's a quick and somewhat inaccurate assessment of, of what we do because it really only scratches the surface and uh you know we have a lot going on under one roof so you know we have a design team creative studio that's uh 
inclusive of experiential design, content creation, which content creation in, in our world is a very nebulous term because that could be everything from artifact curation to animation to video production to 3D video game development. So a full kind of technology complement, if you will, inclusive of, you know, AV. And so to actually go in and be able to build out an entire space, you know, experiential design is, is, is really what it's about. And for me, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky enough to, to be able to work across all of those departments. And it's the kind of thing that just gives me energy every day to be able to come in and, you know, talk to a creative director or designer about, you know, the, the, the space that they're designing and, and what the narrative is and, and the, the kind of the, the why for why we're doing things. And, and I get to unencumber them from worrying about how is the technology going to work? And then that's when, you know, that hat that we were just talking about of what is a proper pixel pitch? What is the proper size? That's really what I kind of bring to that equation is, is, you know, they tell me what they want the thing to do. And then I help, help identify and find the thing to do that for them. And then kind of, you know, walk them down that path to make sure that the identified solution is, is properly serving that overall story, the overall experience and, and creating, you know, something that's going to be, truly remarkable and, and, and truly special, both, you know, just from a, a design and creati uh, creativity standpoint down to, you know, you know, to me, it's like, I'm almost in the memory making business because, you know, I talk about theme parks. I talk about a lot of these spaces that people go to, you know, it's, it's, you know, for some it's, you know, when it's a really impactful statement piece, uh, you know, it just kind of leaves that mark on them that causes them to go back and think about those things in the future. So, um, yeah, you know, at DI, it's just, it blows my mind that whether it's, you know, a designer that I'm talking to one day, an AV tech the next day, an engineer the next day, I go out to the fab floor and talk to them about how we're going to integrate a display into a kiosk. Um, it's always very humbling because I'm surrounded by a team of incredibly talented individuals and, you know, I'm just like, I'm just one guy and uh, there's a whole team of folks making other stuff happen. So it's privilege and an honor to work with them and, you know, we do a lot of cool stuff. So I'm just always happy to have any kind of, you know, help that I can with it. Yeah, that sounds like a, uh, let's say a perfect marriage here between the two is that there's a lot of different things that Dimensional Innovations does. And you have, you know, obviously, as we have found out already in this discussion, a wide range of, of stuff <laughs> right. that you know. Um, could you maybe give like a maybe a little bit of a high level too? You've kind of mentioned the different areas that you know dimensional innovations is a part of, but can you give like a company overview and then like what markets do you kind of focus on? Yeah, so you know we have a lot of practices that we focus on. You know, professional sports, which always kind of I always kind of laugh that you know Dactronics and DI are oftentimes in a lot of the same venues working. You know, not necessarily together but very side by side and you know you guys are very famous for your center hungs and 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 you know that the the large halos that are that are in places like mercedes-benz stadium where we also did a lot of the sponsorship activations mm -hmm. to collegiate sports which uh you know we we did a project together at uconn that we will probably unpack at some point mm -hmm. um and then even into you know we're in the theme park space we're in the entertainment sector uh we are in museums we are in hospitals uh, which uh lately it seems that children hospitals have become kind of a very big market segment so you know bringing experiential design to all those places because you know and even even there's a corporate practice for you know executive briefing centers and things of that nature so there's always a need for 
you know, any and all of these spaces to have some form of experiential design to really inform, you know, what, what's, what's the experience of something, you know, what is the experience of the brand or the team or whatever the case may be. And then kind of, you know, having that collaborative process with them, you know, through DI to, to get to the, the core and the heart of that and help bring it to the masses is always just a really special and unique thing. Right. Right. And you see, um, from Dactronic's side, we obviously provide displays for some of those areas. And you, you mentioned a few different projects that or areas where we've had projects that we've worked together. Um, have yeah. you had you heard like in your experience before even coming to DI, had you heard of Dactronics before that time and, and before we worked together? Um, I think I, I'm pretty sure I had because, I mean, I, I know that here in you know, Kansas City, at least our, all of our highway signs have you know, the Dactronics name on the bottom of them. So, you know, even if uh, I, I hadn't directly, I had, you know, it was just kind of that subliminal messaging that seemingly was pointing me towards something. So, you know, when I joined the the DI team, I think uh, I've kind of asked around here and it sounded like we, we started having conversations with DAC all the way back to uh, 2012. And then our first product kind of came or our first project together came a few years after that. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's funny. I, I was aware, I just didn't know what it meant until a certain point in time further down the road. So, Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I was trying to find the name of the podcast episode we did. We had talked to a gentleman who was, it sounded a little bit kind of like you, where he said he, he would always take things apart and he ended up making, remember this, like uh, Dactronic scoreboards in his backyard? Oh, and that's right. Things, that's right. <laughs> yeah. When Joseph was asking that question, I wasn't. I, I didn't think you were going to copy that answer, but it was like, oh, has he like taken apart all sports and scoreboards <laughs> while he was doing yeah. all this stuff? or? <laughs> you came across, yeah. but um, and then maybe I, I don't know if you can just speak a little bit more to it, but you kind of let's say hit on it a little bit is that we're known usually a lot of times for what we say is in bowl, right? It's the it's the center yep. hung, it's the scoreboards and different things like that, and definitely as we branch out and do more work with with you guys and everything, and then it's starting to go out of the bowl, and that's kind of where we see some of these projects we work on with you all. Um, and yep. I don't know if like if you that what you're kind of saying is as that's happened now. Dimensional innovations. You've heard of Dactronics, and that's kind of how it got to be more familiar with each other. Yeah, I, I think there was part of that, and you know, our, our first project with Dactronics was uh, the University of Connecticut Hall of Champions in mm-hmm. 2019, and and I, I think part of that was that you know, for a program like that, uh, you know, they wanted something that was that was big and impactful, and and kind of had to really truly honor the the legacy and the history and the demanding standards of a, a program like that and when our design team went to work uh you know they were showing these very large displays that you know 2019 it, it wasn't terribly common to see you know direct view led and a and a not you know bowl facing type of space and so you know we reached out to dac because our design team you know i when I first started here, I was labeled a dream killer, which uh, as, with a wife as a designer who calls me that at home, I was like, oh, I'm used to this every day. But I started to realize over time, you know, I don't want to tell people no. So I, I would kind of pull the uh, yes, but and, and learn to kind of massage those conversations towards a more productive end. And so, you know, when we think something, you know, big, bold, impactful, you know, something that, you know, is right in Dactronics wheelhouse just absolutely makes sense. So, you know, reaching out to work with you guys on that project just seemed like a, a natural fit and a natural progression. And then as you're talking about it, and I'm, I can't remember if you'd said, how long have you been with Dimensional Innovations then? 
So it was three years this past August. So oh. so not very long, but with with time feeling like a weird construct anymore, um, it feels like it's been longer. And it's funny because folks around here have been like, "It feels like you've just been here forever." And I'm like, "I'm I'm glad, but it's only been three years, a little over now." So. Yeah. Oh, right. thanks. Yeah, because <laughs> you had mentioned direct view, you know, kind of direct view LED as being an option for applications like this. Mm. And because I was kind of mm. curious where I was going with this was, you know, what was it before then? And, you know, there, was it LCDs, projections, different things like that before you start considering, you know, direct direct view LED as a possible solution? Yeah, you know, I think I think it's a little bit of everything. You know, as a solutions engineer, that, that's one thing I, I, I take into account. You know, there's, there's a lot of... Uh, uh, of things to consider there's you know clients have budgets that you have to be respectful of so mm -hmm. understanding what those are um design you know our design team usually does a very good job of being able to to work towards those budgets so you know that's always one of the the big ones but you know also too you know i, I mentioned earlier you know in experiential design it's it's really about you know what is the experience what is the narrative mm -hmm. so you know there are all those you know various different display technologies, you know, you mentioned them, LCD, projection, direct view LED, you know, it, it comes down to, you know, keeping in mind the budget, keeping in mind what the experience is, but then also to, you know, keeping in mind what's going to best serve all of those things in the best possible light. So it, it, it's working directly tightly with our designers and also to what is the space? You know, if, if there's a lot of, you know, glass windows and projections clearly out because we're never going to get a projector that probably pushes enough lumens in the middle of the day to be bright enough in that space. Yeah, you can build out an LCD matrix wall, but it's, you know, not one big, you know, uniform, you know, display. There's there's some breakup in the image there. You don't always have perfect color uniformity. You know, one display might go bad before another. It's just it's just kind of fraught with a lot of, you know, additional engineering concerns and considerations. And then the back end hardware kind of becomes a can be a nightmare at times. So, you know, in, in situations like the Yukon project or our recently com uh, completed Cook Children's Hospital project, something like a, a Dactronics direct view LED board is, is kind of, you know, really an ideal, you know, solution because it, it addresses, you know, it, it just serves the, the purpose of, of the experience the best, you know? Yeah. And we've heard that before. It it's really depends on the project and what you're trying to do with that given space. And, and like you said, with the, the Cook's Children's Hospital, the Dactronics direct view was, was the, the option that you guys went with for that one, because it kind of served the space. Um, you kind of teased mm -hmm. that, that that was the project. Can you tell us a little bit more about that one? Yeah, for sure. So uh, the Cook Children's Hospital, um, DI has been kind of focused for quite some time on creating positive distraction uh, experiences and spaces within hospitals. Um, you know, it's kind of the idea is that kids coming into a hospital can kind of be a, a scary experience, right? Like they they are either sick or not feeling well or, or injured, whatever the case may be. And it's just something that it can be an anxiety inducing experience to mm -hmm. go to a hospital because sometimes too, they're very clean. They're very sterile environments that don't lend themselves to be fun. So, you know, we've been doing a lot of work with, we've done some AR mixed reality type experiences within care rooms to help kind of give that positive distraction to kids when they're in those types of environments. We've done, um, 
our interactive coloring wall in a lot of places. Uh, Cook has one actually, in addition to the, the project we're discussing today, which just kind of allows kids to get in front of a screen and, and kind of color in a space, you know, without it being too gamified, but just, you know, distracting enough to, to take their mind off of, of whatever the case may be. And then, you know, ultimately in a, in a, in a perfect world, um, you know, it's, it's almost kind of taking something that could be, you know, viewed as, as bad or unfun and, and kind of making it fun. So Cook Children's, uh, they, they reached out to DI and they'd been working with an architect and they were working on a new space that, you know, they wanted to have a, a big impactful, you know, entry space that kind of, you know, as much as it could be larger than life would also be kind of warm and, and, and welcoming and, and, and kind of, even though it's, it's new and there's some anxiety of, oh no, I'm going to a hospital, kind of as warm and inviting as you can make a space like that be. So the idea was, is that we work tightly with, you know, the hospital, the architect, and during that discovery phase, you know, we kind of learned what, what it was that they were looking for to, to be big, bold, impactful, but also, you know, comforting and, and welcoming, which, you know, those two things are, are kind of at, at laggerheads with each other, but we are able to find some ways to work in, you know, Peaks the Dragon as their mascot and, you know, have him there kind of serving as that familiar touch point for when kids come in of, hey, I know Peaks and now I kind of feel okay. And even though this is a, a, a new space to me, you know, it kind of puts them at ease. So mm-hmm. they really wanted a turnkey vendor to help them with those things. And, you know, we worked very tightly with them and the architect to uh, bring this project to life. So uh, it's, uh, that's where we are. That's, that's awesome. You said a lot of things in there that kind of caught my attention that I really loved hearing, like the positive distraction. And it's, it's really makes a lot of sense that you want to make that uh, a less anxious experience for, for kids, especially as they come in there. And you also mentioned working with the architect and you worked with multiple groups to bring this project together. Um, how many groups do you tend to work with on a project? Is it usually two or three different groups? And when you're working with these groups, how soon do you get pulled into projects like these? Yeah, it, it can vary. You know, we, we love to be upfront, you know, when, you know, the actual architecture is being done in a space to work side by side with them to to assist with the design to to really drive home the the experience piece of that to sometimes the space is already built out. So we have clients approach us to help them design out that space to to tell that experiential piece. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, we can also be a complete turnkey vendor. So we can work across, you know, multiple disciplines and, and, and multiple partners to to help bring these things to life. So, I mean, in some cases, too, we'll even be, you know, working directly with a GC within a space. So, you know, we, we tend to, to not let it get too far afield. But, you know, oftentimes it just depends on the, you know, complexity of a project, be it something like, a, you know, a Mercedes-Benz Stadium where you're just going to have, a ton of different different disciplines and a, and a ton of different folks working on various things and, and working across those to something like with Cook Children's where, you know, we had the architect and we had the uh, end client that we were working tightly with and, you know, just being that turnkey solutions provider that helps alleviate them from having to worry about how am I doing the content? How am I doing low voltage? And, you know, and all those sort of things, but, you know, also having great partners like Tactronics to lean on to, to help us with some of that as well. Um, you know, that's, I think that's really kind of the, the perfect kind of bread and butter spot is, are, are situations like those. Yeah. It sounds like you're a, a very flexible group and you can work well with the, the end customer and whoever else they have involved to kind of meet their needs for any given space that you're working on. That's very accurate. Yes. 
And so then you can't imagine this Cook's Children's Hospital project. Can you maybe just, because um, I already know the answer to this, but for those <laughs> listening, kind of what was the end product then? Like, what did you end up uh, deciding to go with and a little bit about how it's being used today? Yeah, sure. So, you know, yeah, I, I kind of mentioned, you know, they wanted something big, uh, something that's that's impactful. And, you know, and, and the, you know, first thing I thought of was, you know, reaching out to, you know, Steve Bear, who's, who's my point of contact at Dactronics and and kind of just opening up that conversation with him, because, you know, I'm kind of at a stage where, you know, unless it's just dictated by budget, even then I'm going to I'm going to have an argument about it with uh you know, going with like an LCD matrix versus a direct view LED display board. But, um, you know, I worked directly with Steve and we definitely went through a def- several different kind of AV design exercises from, you know, talking about pixel pitches to size, because, you know, this is one of those projects where since it was early enough on that the architect was involved, it was, you know, there's still a bit of even just placemaking going on in terms of how much physical space we would have to uh, put this unit in. And so, by the end of the day, after, you know, going through a lot of those exercises with uh, Steve's patience, which is always greatly appreciated on my <laughs> behalf, we we landed on the uh, 1.9 millimeter pixel pitch. Uh, I think it's the NPN 6200 series, and it is a, a very large display. It's uh, 13.5, uh, let's see, 13.5 foot high, and I think it's uh, 24 foot wide. I'm sure you gents have some notes on that. And uh <laughs> I think yep. it's a 4K resolution. So, yep. I mean, I, I know for sure that I've unfortunately not had the chance to see it in person, but our, our install team, uh, Eddie, Eric, and Jeff, and and producer Patrick Mann on this project, they've, they, I've heard from, from them multiple times how beautiful this display just really is and that it really sings within the space. And I wonder if I ask this question a lot to people that I feel like have to be an educational uh, stance every now and then, especially when you're talking with maybe the end customer, right? When it comes to LED displays, we've heard from a variety of customers before. Sometimes, you know, I wouldn't say it's getting more commonplace, right? The more LED that goes out there, it's a little less, but it can be the, okay, why why should I go with that versus LCD or projection? And you've kind of hit on some of those, but it's always the, when you see it in person, it always seems like is when it makes sense. So like, did you kind of have any of those? I would say it's an aha moment, but when the board first got turned on and everyone saw it, was it like, oh, yep, this is why you choose direct view LED? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I, I tend to have a joke with our, our AV team about uh, and some of our producers that when we install a project like this, inevitably, you know, whatever sports season is going on, somebody, you know, somebody will walk by and be like, you get the game on it yeah. <laughs> and, and, and and so so inevitably you know it's like you know before we, we we've turned it over to the the owner it's you know assuming we have enough things in place to to do as such we'll like put put the game on for them to just kind of appease them for at least a fleeting moment and uh you know it's 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 definitely moments like those where you know that that does tend to be a, a stakeholder in the, the overall project usually somebody from the client side um mm-hmm. You know, God bless them. No, 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 no harm meant. But uh, you know, we'll we'll turn that on, and as soon as they see that, it's you know, it, you kind of almost see them go wide-eyed, and it's like you know, seeing a seeing a kid at Christmas open that that one gift that they've wanted, and then it kind of really drives home. Like suddenly, you know, all the any any anything along the way with the project, because you know, there's there's always kind of moments of of pressure and pain. You know, even as even though you try to avoid those as much as you can, but it's like that all just goes away in that one moment once they see that. And like, 
any explanation you can throw at them just immediately is is out the window as they're just blown away by you know a large impactful statement piece like that yeah that's awesome to hear um are there any kind of we talked about a couple projects we've worked on are there any other projects that we've worked on together with dactronics and di that kind of stick out in your mind that you'd like to talk about yeah, I know we mentioned the like the UConn, uh, UConn Hall of Champions, and then um, another one that we've done that I think is is kind of really unique, even within the Direct View LED space. Because I I see interactive Direct View LED, but like I don't I don't think I've ever quite seen it like we did at the uh, Naval Academy. Because at the Naval Academy, we created an interactive experience called Who You Will Become. Um, because at the 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 naval let's see what is the name of this thing the naval academy athletic association student athlete center it's a mouthful um <laughs> good job you, you yeah. go in <laughs> we you go in and and we have a, a couple of kiosk stations where we we capture a user's face and then they step in front of a 16 foot by nine foot uh direct view wall that presents them in kind of almost a larger than life size that then they can they can gesture interact with that wall and kind of swipe through various different ways of we you know we take the face of them that we captured and kind of put them in like a midshipman's uniform or we put them in a basketball uniform as a you know navy basketball player so and then the the kind of the, the neat part of that is once they they find how they see themselves and how they would be in the naval academy when they salute the screen it takes a photo of that and it uh you know it kind of becomes a takeaway that can be emailed or texted to them and it's just kind of a neat little moment to be able to you know give them something to kind of you know it's a little bit of an aspirational moment of something to aspire to of you know what they want to be by by taking that journey through the naval academy so just kind of neat to see a large wall like that being interacted with and people getting an opportunity to see themselves on something that size is, is pretty impactful yeah that's really cool and and like you said something to take away after that and it's interactive with with the screen and showing them on it are you seeing that as maybe a trend in in the area are you seeing some trends like interactive with with displays yeah i i think so you know you guys may not love to hear me say this i know any anybody like uh gilly over there at at electronics would probably <laughs> um because i know that the technology is coming around but you know i think we're going to start to see you know more ways to interact with direct view led you know, I would say, you know, hopefully maybe some forms of touch where it makes sense. You know, it's tricky because you don't want to do, you know, a 16 foot by nine foot wall and make it touch. That doesn't make a lot of sense, but they're, they're, they're smaller sizes with, you know, uh, all in one type products that, you know, might make sense as a whiteboard within a conference room, for example, where touch would absolutely be a, a, a good situation for that. So I definitely think there would be some, uh, you know, trends coming, coming in that direction at, at a, as a baseline, but, uh, you know, at least from from DI standpoint too, just because a lot of what we do is so interactive, um, you know, definitely helps us as well. Yeah, see, like the interactive part, even I mean, it goes through all displays. Even in the in bowl area right now, is how can we get people to even look up at the board and away from yep. their phones? And yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> one thing popped in my head that I know I've seen a lot over the last month or two. Uh, prior to like the holiday season was, I don't know if you've seen this, Justin, but they do like a Christmas character and then they try to find someone in the crowd that looks oh, like yeah. that Christmas character. I know we've seen a lot yeah, of that yeah. on social media. I mean, it's 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 not quite the, what the kiss cam was, but they're always looking for something for people to see themselves on the display with something else going on of it. I mean, obviously that gets their attention and that's ultimately what you're trying to do. Yeah, no, for sure. Absolutely. And then you've mentioned these different projects, and I'm kind of thinking, you know, it's, I don't know if it's an obvious thing to say, but the more we work together, 
the better it gets, right? So like, I'm thinking of the installs yeah. right now. So if the latest one out of these three that we have mentioned, right, Yukon Naval Academy and Cook's Children's Hospital being the latest, um, yep. what, what's the installation kind of uh, like with us going through that? Are you getting faster and quicker at these, or what does the timeline look like? Yeah, no, I mean, we're absolutely getting faster and quicker. And, you know, I, I'd be um, missing out if I didn't mention, you know, uh, again, you know, I've said it before, but I'll say it again, you know, DAC's really great partners on these things from from me kind of bringing, you know, having those early upfront conversations with with uh, Steve and, and sometimes it's it's Jeff Everson, I believe it is, who kind of get involved because, you know, you can ask both those gentlemen I ask for some pretty crazy stuff and um, I'm just always happy when I, I pick up the phone and I call, you know, them and they don't either just laugh at me, at least, you know, on the phone, they may set it down and laugh <laughs> at me or, 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 or tell me to pound sand um, right away. You know, they, they at least humor me with that. And then, you know, as, as we've continued to work with uh, the Dactronics team, you know, like Rob Fogel, who seems to be mm-hmm. our consummate PM, he's always a great point of, of contact and help. And, you know, even I, I interface with him from time to time on some of the more crazy ass that I occasionally reach out for. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's almost just kind of like, you know, almost calling a friend at this point that, uh, you know, again, they don't laugh at me direct, but, uh, you know, they at least tolerate my dozens and dozens of inning questions because as you can imagine when you're doing a a video wall the size of a a 20 by 16 there's a lot of stakeholders there's a lot of people that have to be appeased and Mm -hmm. you got to ask a lot of questions and check a lot of boxes and cross the t's and dot the i's to make sure that everybody feels warm and fuzzy about what we're doing and uh you know you guys are great partners and and seeing that through yeah, and we'll we'll train them to make sure they don't laugh or say no, but they'll say yes. But <laughs> I was gonna say I, I, yeah, I, was, I yeah. haven't heard anything yet. Yeah, I've, I haven't heard uh, anyone <laughs> laughing internally here. Usually, whenever we hear of dimensional innovations here at Dactronics, it's always well, this is probably gonna be a very cool looking project, a very interesting yeah. project. So right, and and you said you've you mentioned quite a few different people that work at Dactronics. Have you ever been to the factory and visited, or or met people here? So, you know, it's funny, uh, I, several folks who are here have, I have not, I, I keep teasing Steve that I'm going to get up to, to Brookings at some point, but I, uh, I'm not a big New Year's resolutions guy, but I, I did, I think I'm going to make good on it this year and get up to Brookings because uh, <laughs> the folks who have been up there and seen it have, have had, I mean, to this day, because I think they went back in either 18 or 19 they still talk about how awesome it was and the the thoroughness of the testing that's conducted and and you know the the duty cycles and just the hot cold testing the 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 water testing and it just sounds you know for a guy like me who's curious and you know loves to know how the sausage get, gets made i mean it just almost sounds like okay i'm i'm kind of doing this for work but like it's it's almost and and hopefully hr doesn't hear this but it's like this is almost like vacation to me because <laughs> right? I'm, I'm getting to to really get into the 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 nuts and bolts of the deal and you know that's just the kind of thing that fascinates me so yeah, yeah i I hope to get up there for sure. We'll have to get you up here maybe when the weather gets warmer. But, you know, when you when you do <laughs> yeah. what you love, it never feels like work, right? So, yeah, let's get you up yeah. here and let you see how they're, how they're testing stuff past the point of failure in the reliability lab. So you can see say, them break some stuff. Reliability lab is always a popular one. And then if they haven't been up here in a while, um, too, the showroom is always a big one, too, of all our, like, latest. That's a lot of our narrow pixel pitch products in there. But the showroom is really cool to check out. So the first time people step in there and we do, like, a – 
synchronized like welcome graphic or something and usually impresses a lot of people where you'll probably immediately just be back behind the control rack figuring out what we just did <laughs> some people be in there just looking around being wowed by it and but look by talking to you already today you're gonna be ready to pick it apart yep that's again that's that's part of the problem with me is although i will i i do good to try and let it wash over me but uh you know it, it's it's usually a very short timeline before i start looking around and pointing things out and thinking it through in my head so yeah don't call it a problem i think it's cool that sounds awesome yeah. and it definitely helps you out in your in your profession yeah. as well um is there anything else that you'd like to share you know in general about the av market today and what you're seeing out there any other trends that we haven't covered so far yeah, you know, I, I kind of touched on, you know, positive distractions. And, uh, you know, I think even, you know, within the hospital space, children's hospital space, another space I kind of think of in, in respect to that would be um, the airport space, right? And it's one of those places that, you know, a lot of people go through airports in a year and they, they tend to think that it's a um, anxiety-inducing experience. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll just leave the the recently completed holiday season travel woes uh, alone here yep. but <laughs> yeah. you know even even from 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 that angle it's you know whether you be the the frequent uh person that travels for business that you're you're used to the same dull walls or the same same old artwork you know that no offense to those artists it's it's gorgeous but i've seen it once i've kind of seen it you know, potentially a hundred times. So I, I think there's a lot of big opportunities within that type of space to, you know, kind of create some of those positive types of distractions, whether it be for that business person so that it always feels like a, a refreshed space. There's always something new. There's always something different. Um, or it's the family that only travels, you know, once or every couple of years to, you know, every time they go, it's, it's new. And it, it also kind of helps alleviate the feel that it's, you know, just another boring space or I'm just waiting to get on my plane and it keeps it unique and fascinating. And, you know, to my point, I was making earlier about creating memories, you know, kind of helping to, you know, whether it be a, you know, a social sharing moment that is created for somebody through, through one of these displays or, you know, just, you know, an interactive piece that they did because they were coloring on a wall, whatever the case may be. I, I think that's super impactful. And, and even just within kind of going beyond airports, you know, going back to, physical spaces, whether they be, you know, in an, in an executive uh, entry vestibule or, you know, somewhere out in, in, in the world and, you know, in a, a black box theater or something, you know, having, you know, think of a crazy world where there's, you know, four walls covered with direct view LED products where every time you go in, it's, it's a different room, right? Um, you know, it's one day it's, you know, marble tones and, and certain color profiles. The next day it's, it's warm woods. And then another time it becomes this like crazy space gallery. That's, you know, it's like as if you're floating through space and there's interactive touch points, you know, peppered throughout all of these that kind of surprise and delight and are, and are informed by, what the overall experience could be, whether that be sensors within the space and the movement within the space, whether it be data points of the weather or financial markets or whatever line of business they're in, you know, just things of that nature, or even just color. Um, I come into DI some mornings and I'm the first one in and I, I come up to our space and we've got a couple of Dactronic samples up here. And we, one of our designers kind of created this like art piece on them and i took a photo and sent it to a friend the other day and i'm like we are living in blade runner because it's just like our, our space <laughs> bathed in color from these these dactronics panels and it just it looked like a scene straight out of blade runner and 
as a sci-fi guy, it was just really cool to have that. So kind of seeing that get more into the world, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that to, to see that come, but I will admit I do dream big. So I'll, I'll yeah. caveat it with that. <laughs> yeah. We, we'd like to see more of that in the world too. And, and we'd be happy to be part of it if we could be. Um, <laughs> but let's, let's say we've got some listeners out here that are kind of interested in, in all this, this stuff you've been talking about in these experiential spaces and they want to get in contact with DI. How, how could people find out more? Yeah, I'd say our website's probably the best place to start. So um, I imagine that might be in some show notes, but uh, I'll mm-hmm. say it here too, just so if you're you're listening, you can catch it. It's, you know, typical www.dimn, so it's D-I-M-I-N.com. Or if folks wanted to, you know, call the office and I'm always happy to chat, whether it be a, you know, potential project or let's just talk about some cool technology stuff, you know, 913 913- Three eight four three four eighty eight, and just ask for John Cooperton. Would love to have that conversation. Awesome, thanks, John, for for coming on. It's it's been great to have you on here and talk yeah. about all these different projects and everything that that you do and and your interests that, that led you into your position with DI and what DI does. So thanks again for for sharing everything today. Yeah, Matt, Justin, it's been great to join the show. I appreciate you having me, and uh, I look forward to doing more cool stuff with with you, you know, Steve and Rob and you guys and everything in the future at Dactronics. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, John. Well, you keep doing cool stuff and we'll bring you back on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dactronics Experience Podcast. Please subscribe at your favorite place to listen to podcasts to keep up with our latest episodes. 